So at the end of the last episode, we said in our next check-in, we'd either be 40 weeks pregnant or we'd have a baby. <laughs> and Fatima, what what are you? Are <laughs> what you, am I? Are you I 40 am currently No, thank God. I'm currently <laughs> in what they call the fourth trimester. Uh, and trimester almost, is three. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It bothers me so much. But I'm seven weeks postpartum, so yay! yay. We have a, I guess almost right. It would be this Friday, yeah. Um, so just like a few days short of that. So yeah, we have a seven week old set, which is crazy. Yeah, and I did. I made it to almost forty weeks. Mm-hmm. I know that we were. I think we were, we were talking a little bit about what I would do if I was late. Blah blah blah. Nope. I was <laughs> almost exactly on time, though. My guess was. I was going to give birth on that Thursday. The 13th. And I ended up giving birth on Friday. My mom's guess yep. was that I was going to give birth on Saturday. So we mm-hmm. split the difference and we were right in the middle as far as when I gave birth. So, And I was way off because I was saying December 20th. Yeah, you were hope- <laughs> he was for tax purposes. <laughs> no. Seeing that we just completed our taxes too. For tax purposes, Brian was hoping that we had a 2021 baby. But no, he, he held off for 2022. So yeah, um, I think in the last... The last week, week and a half of being pregnant, you could just tell sense that I just wanted the this baby out of me. <laughs> I I just I I would show up every day on our Zoom calls with our t- with my team and just be like, "Yep, still pregnant, still here," because <laughs> I pretty much got them all ready and geared up to not have me back for the New Year's. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, you know, it's gonna come before I have to be back to work on the fourth, and nope. I came back and then that whole week seemed really long. And then the, I mean, I pretty much made it to the end. I did make it to the mm-hmm. end of the week. It was Friday. So I'm just like, this is, you got to be kidding me right now. <laughs> I was like, even if I don't have this baby on my due date, I told them I'm not showing up on that Monday. So don't expect me to. Um, but no, my body did what it was supposed to. I gave it a little bit of a nudge. I will admit being home, working from home, the pandemic, being pregnant was different. I usually, even though my mom, my sisters, they all told me that I had zero chill and I didn't know how to sit down. But I felt like that's all I was doing was I, mm-hmm. I was sitting around meetings. I mean, yes, I would still clean and play with Liam and all the other good stuff. But as far as like walking the way I was mm-hmm. walked when I was in the city, I'd be jumping from client to client. I had three clients. So I'd be jumping on the train, walking um, to the subway and all this other stuff. Right. It just running more and more errands and just walking more because even running errands, we jump in our car now. We yeah. don't mm-hmm. go on the subway. You and I would walk all the time. Yeah. So I think I pretty much walked Liam out like early. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like I evicted him way earlier than what he um, he needed to be. So in the last couple of days, uh, you know, my guess was that I was going to get birth on Thursday when Wednesday turned around. It was nothing. And Thursday, there was nothing. I took two very long walks by myself, uh, Brian and Liam here in the house, in the apartment. And I was like, you know what? Bye, guys. At around four o'clock, I even told my, I even told my friend slash boss, I was like, Jean, I'm, I need to walk this baby out. She's like, go, like, do what you need to do. So I would go at like four o'clock and just walk and walk mm-hmm. and make loops around this park that's right across the street from us. 
and I walked and walked and I would even start to feel like, oh, my body, like my body responding to it. I was like, okay, good. I'm going to walk one more lap <laughs> to make sure. And I would come back. And so I thought for sure when I did that on Wednesday, I was like, Thursday, this is going to happen. And then when I got to the end of the day of Thursday, I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm hoping I don't want to give birth in the middle of the night. So I'm just hoping that it's the next day. Sure enough. I woke up that morning. We were supposed to mm-hmm. get on the train. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that in the majority of the episode. Okay, coming up. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. It's okay. Um, but you're listening to Millennial and Pregnant. Well, now now you can let's finish our story. I was rudely interrupted, but whatever. <laughs> so that morning, I never. What I was 37 weeks last time. Yep. So December I would have just been short of another of starting to go to my like weekly appointments with yep. my doctor because right around that time you go every week. So I bypassed the annoyance of the la- you know late in the pregnancy where you see your doctor every week where you apparently mm-hmm. have to go for an ultrasound <laughs> uh, a few days before you give birth or your right. scheduled due date and then. Your doctor might see you again and then potentially some type of intervention where they might have to induce you or whatever. So I got said a lot just to get there. <laughs> Anyways, I had an ultrasound <laughs> scheduled for the couple of days before my due, my, my due date just to check the growth, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we're about to get on the train or yeah. I woke up that morning or I... Let's back up to Thursday. Let's back up to Thursday, right? So (laughs) I felt, you know, I felt good. I was feeling like my body was getting somewhere, but then it kind of stopped, right? Because of all the walking you've been doing in the last week. Yeah, because I was walking. (laughs) Um, Because a week buff or maybe two weeks before, you mean, you had had been saying, you're like, just get this baby out of me. (laughs) And we were looking at all the things that would help start labor. Mm -hmm. And one of those, at the top of the list actually is walking. Yep. And so we're like, just just start walking more. But we did do the spicy food. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if there was anything else that we, I think it was a spicy food and the walking that we really yeah. were like, okay, this is going to possibly work. And the walking makes sense to me, mm-hmm. right? You're just trying to move your body a little bit. So like Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday night, like when, when I was going to sleep or like, um, yeah, overnight. I started to feel, mm-hmm. you know, that feeling of, okay, my bot, like, I think I mentioned it too in the last time. A lot of people are like, what does it feel like to go into labor? I was like, well, it feels like you're getting your period. Like, if you're mm-hmm. similar, if you have a little bit of cramp, not like major cramping, because I want to make sure that, you know, you go to your doctor if you're feeling like major cramping, but it's that other feeling, you know, that other kind of pain um, that you're feeling when you're, when you have your period. And it's kind of weird because you're pregnant and you're like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> You know, things you want to look out for that could be, you know, obviously talk to your provider or whatever about this. But, you know, if there's bleeding and stuff like that's serious. I mean, no, I was just feeling like, okay, like my body is doing something. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like I'm almost getting my period, but I'm not. And it's not cramping. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling that throughout the entire night and it would be on and off. So that was also the big indicator, too. It wasn't like this constant pain. It would be there. So those were the start of the contractions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would last for a little bit. The thing that you want to be really aware of is, you know, is it lasting more than a minute and how far apart it was? And so mine was all over the place. There wasn't any kind of intervals and it was, it lasts for like maybe 10 seconds or so. And then I would like 
be like, okay, I'm fine. So that was like through the entire night that I was feeling that. So, so, so even with that being said, I thought, oh, it could still be a couple of days before this anything actually happens. I saw no mucus plug. There was no other signs of, of labor. So I woke up the next morning and I'm getting ready and now I'm pausing a little bit every mm-hmm. time I'm, I'm brushing my teeth or I'm getting out of the shower. I'm like, whoa, okay, this pain <laughs> is a little bit more, this is a little t- um, more intense. So I was like, I'm for sure these are contractions mm-hmm. now. So and, I still... And watching you, it was towards the time we were about to leave, it, you were you were clearly in, in pain. <laughs> <laughs> it progressed like it, it went through the roof by the time before we walked out the door. And um, luckily my, my mom was here that day uh, just because I, we were going to the doctor's appointment. And she looked at me and she's like, you guys want to take the train? Are you sure you want to take the train? And as the, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm sitting down, I'm having breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? I think she saw me pause a few times, like making breakfast and sitting down and realizing mm-hmm. like, okay, this is much, this is, uh, I'm trying to find the word. This is sleep deprivation. It is closer, closer together, together. <laughs> before, you know, I had some time where you could breathe it out. You're like, you have some pain, but breathe it out. You can do this. Now it was just like constant. Mm-hmm. I poured my cereal. Take a pause. I uh, get the spoon. <laughs> take a pause. Like I'm sitting down and phew, and I can't even really enjoy eating my cereal because I'm in just so much pain. Yeah. So that's when I had went into the room and I was like, we're not taking the train. Yeah. We're, you're we're like, driving. And you're, you're like, we need to drive. You were, you were worried about the traffic. I was like, Because at oh that my time, God. you're like, no. You're like, the traffic, though. It's like, I, like, I really do think yeah. I'm in labor right yeah. now. <laughs> so we're taking the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I grabbed my bag. Um say goodbye to to Liam mm-hmm. and it was just like I know the next time I walk into this house I'm gonna have uh, have a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> we jump in the car once again on the way down to the, the elevator get into the car I'm, I'm breathing taking pauses we get into the car we plug it in it says mm-hmm. it's gonna take us like 35 to 40 minutes mm-hmm. so we're like okay this is what we were expecting so we're driving there and as we're in the car it got even worse <laughs> where I'm like holding on to the the handrail whatever that thing is by the car when you know the window what is that thing the little latch thing it's like the, a, the a, hand, a hand yeah thing. whatever it is so um, I don't know if that's to help people get into the car or to get out of the car but it's up above above the window where you like even I used, I, we used to hang like dry cleaning. This is what happens when you don't sleep. We haven't slept. I'm drinking decaf coffee. What are we doing here? Anyways. Are you even <laughs> drinking coffee? I am I'm drinking coffee. So we're driving there. I think even in our heads, we were still driving to the ultrasound. To the, yes. <laughs> Until I... Uh, no. I said I was going to call my doctor and say yeah. I was on my way, potentially oh, being sorry. checked before... Yeah. I still thought he was just going to check me and I was still going to go to my ultrasound. Yeah. I thought, sorry, mentally, I was driving to the hospital. Okay. In actual in actuality, we were driving to the ultrasound. My dad. But, or whatever, your doctor. And the yeah, my doctor was yeah, on the yeah, way yeah. to the ultrasound, so yeah. it worked out. Everything was within a few blocks, thank God. Yeah. Because if we were going in one direction or the other, mm-hmm. no, it was we would have reached the hospital first, then my doctor, then the ultrasound place. So they all are within a few blocks, and that's kind of why I also decided to go with the same doctor that I went to. It's just mm-hmm. it, everything just made sense. So 
as it's getting worse, I, I do, I know I left my, before we left the apartment, I did call my doctor and left a message. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like it was urgent and I knew he was going to be in the office in like an hour or so. So I was like, he's going to give me a call back then. So we're in the car and he gives me a call and I tell him, he's like, okay, well stop here mm-hmm. first. He's like, yeah. I just want to check you. Uh, cause besides, cause if that would have happened, if I went to the hospital, he had, he would have to come to the hospital yep. and then check me to see what was going on. So he wanted to know kind of what mm-hmm. we were working with. So now in our minds, like halfway through the trip, we're, we're bypassing the hospital. We're going to my doctor's. Yes. We're bypassing <laughs> the appoint, the ultrasound, whatever to go to. <laughs> yes. So we were just like, we were Mentally, all over the place. I was going to the hospital. I didn't know where you were. I, I, I knew where I was. I was like, I'm having this baby. I just hope I don't I have was, it in the car. I was so stressed because you were like, oh my God, the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to be delivering this baby in the car because oh, we're going to be in traffic. I looked up how to do, deliver a baby on your own. <laughs> I don't said even that know. to me a couple of days before I went to labor. He's like, so I looked up how I would deliver a baby at home. I looked at him like he had five freaking heads. I like, you are not delivering this baby. I hope you know that. I'm like, we're driving. We're playing. We were planning to drive anyways. We're going to hit traffic. What if it's rush hour? There's a really big area on one of the highways that's always under construction. That's a whole block up. I'm like, I'm going to have to deliver a baby in the middle of that construction. <laughs> I need to know the basics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you call the paramedics and 911 and They'll they walk can walk you, you through. through. I would be like, do not That's step memory. number one. But then I'm like, hey, do we have blankets in the car? Do we have, like, what things am I going to need? How are you going to cut the umbilical cord? Yeah. Did you have a scissor? Did you have scissors? You know, ask me the steps now. I have no idea <laughs> what to do. I but I would know how to do more. So than stressed you. and driving through the city makes me very anxious and stressed. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> there would be no I'm way, no way. Me and my All sister, me and my sister were saying we're like, oh god, what is Brian gonna have to do if he has to like really speed through? Because Brian is a very cautious driver. I'm a cautious driver, but I also know how to speed a little bit and like push through or be a little bit more mm-hmm. aggressive. Just because my oldest sister taught me how to drive, and if you got in the car with her, you'll know. <laughs> she's just a very she's she's a good driver. She's you know she doesn't really she knows how to react and blah blah. Anyways, yeah, not gonna. She goes hundred miles an hour. Yeah, no, she doesn't. <laughs> okay, ninety five. No. Um. So, anyways, I, anyways, we were worried about how you were gonna get through yeah, that drive, but, but you did really it. good. And we got to the doctor's office, mm-hmm. and. At his office, there was a parking space right in front of Literally his office. Literally like the angels on from above. Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> angels, angels Seriously, were looking out I for honestly, me. Seriously, like us. there, something was going on that morning because just everything kind of just worked yeah. out. I got my contraction at the right time for yeah. us to know to get in the car. And even though there was some traffic and like we did. the tail end of rush hour. Yeah, so it wasn't like super, <laughs> super bad. Then we get the parking spot. I yeah. get in, my doctor immediately checks me. And ladies, just to warn you, when oh, your sorry. doctor has to check you to see like how much you progressed in your labor, and they're checking to see if, you're, if you, your water broke, it is the most painful thing ever because they really have to go up there to really mm-hmm. see and examine um, if your water has broken. So it's, it's really, it's, it's up there. So he, he's checking me and I'm like, I'm having contractions. And then he's also checking me. Like, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, what is going on right now? So he checks me. What was I? Four, four centimeters. I think so. 
Three or I was four? four. No, I've always, I was, oh, yes, yes. I was three or four centimeters. Mm-hmm. It was always like two or one centimeters for like the past leading two weeks. Leading up to it, yeah. Yeah, leading up to it. Yep. So he's like, okay, but still like not super, like doctors are not worried when you're three to four <laughs> centimeters. They just are not. They're like, yeah. you, it's going to be a while, like in their heads. And in my head, I'm like, I remember, I'm like, I know you delivered a lot of babies and I've been going to this doctor for years now. I was like, do you not? And it's been four years since mm-hmm. he delivered our son. So I was like, do you not remember how quickly I progressed last time? I don't think he really, really yeah. remember because he's like, okay, like you're only three to four, but let's get you over it. Let's get you mm-hmm. a bed immediately. Because apparently everyone and their mother, <laughs> no pun intended, wanted to give birth mm-hmm. on the day I gave birth. Yeah. The maternity ward was at capacity. It was only two more beds left. My doctor called the hospital and said, mm-hmm. I have my patients coming. I was two blocks from the hospital. She's walking there now. So like they started to set up the room for me. That was the reason why I even got the room was because my doctor called mm-hmm. immediately. So now we like we left the car where it was because it was in a Thank- good it was in a good spot. Thank God spot. we didn't have to double park. It was right after street cleaning. So yep. it was like Perfect. I think there were five minutes left on street cleaning, but I'm and like, you're like, this is it. great. Like, I'm gonna do <laughs> I it. can leave the car. <laughs> so we're walking. Now we have to walk up two blocks to the hospital. And like every two seconds, I'm, I need to stop. Yeah. People are probably looking at me like, yeah. girl, he's what's like, happening? He's like, your doctor was like, you need to get to the hospital now. No. But it's taking us a while because you're having labor pains yes. <laughs> on the way to the hospital. We're not getting there in a yeah. good amount of time. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like, what do you want me to jump on your back and like you carry me there? <laughs> Anyways, I'm, and like, of course, I get a contraction while I'm crossing the street. I'm like, yeah. great. I'm going to get hit by this car. I'm not, like, I have to breathe this out. This taxi can wait. So, you know, finally we get to the we get to the hospital like. I, you had to wait downstairs because of COVID protocol or whatever yeah. else. You had my you had my purse, so I didn't have my insurance card or my mm-hmm. ID. But I, I'm like, hello, my husband has it. A woman's in labor and she walks up the, she goes in the elevator. Like I was like, my husband has it, so they got me into the room anyways. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, she Fatima walks up. She goes upstairs. Three seconds later, three other women come mm-hmm. in to give birth, and, and only one other person. One person. Um, was allowed upstairs and they asked everyone else to leave. I don't know if they had a separate building set up, but they yeah. were directing everyone. So you have to, like, to go to a different you building. You have to leave. Yeah, it's to a different building. <laughs> so, you know, wild. they try to probably set it up with to have everything that they yeah. need to give birth and stuff, but you're in a... If, like, the person who needs to get the epidurals and stuff have to go to a different building, the chances yeah. that, that, you know, you might have to wait mm-hmm. a little bit longer and stuff like that, like, you know, yeah. but I think they probably obviously set up some type of triage mm-hmm. area or, you know, set it up so it's comparable to the maternity ward. But but that's at how capacity it was. Yeah. Literally, like, honestly, three seconds later, like three people came in. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you all know each other? Like, I'm curious <laughs> to see. I want to look it up, like how many births happened on 114, mm-hmm. maybe even specifically even like in just mid-January. Or just, you know, in the city, like if it was Mm -hmm. just like a city thing, if it was just across the board, I just feel like there's a huge baby boom right now. Maybe all the people who were waiting before because of the pandemic and the vaccine and stuff. And then they felt more. Started to feel like more normal in the spring Yeah, so they're like, okay, (laughs) like let's have our baby. Anyways, so I got there in time. Last time my mom was there and was able to be there and help me through the the labor along with mm-hmm. Brian. You were there most of the time, you know, ladies. You know, you, you like you you want your mom there, but she couldn't be there this time mm-hmm. because of you know just one person in the room. 
So the nurse is like walking me to the room and I'm like, you know, I'm talking to her. I'm getting to know her name. And she's like, I'm JJ. I was like, are you kidding me right now? It's like that. I was like, my mom like that. You know, that's kind of that's one of her um, one of her nicknames. So it was, everything was just like a little bit of a sign. And it made me feel she was like the sweetest nurse ever. Mm-hmm. And she, she was, was actually new. She, yeah. You know, she transferred from a different. So that other nurse who was kind of like with her chat, mm-hmm. she was like letting her do everything, but mm-hmm. making sure she was doing everything um, correctly. So, but she was great. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that nurse really butted in at all. She was just observing her and making yeah. sure she was doing everything correctly. So I had a great nurse. I get set up, you know, I'm waiting. I'm like, where's my husband? She's calling the down to make mm-hmm. sure, like, she has a room, like, get him up here. Mm-hmm. So finally the, you come. Because the security protocols, the upstairs has to call downstairs to this guy. I went up to him and I said, my wife got a room. Because he told us that we couldn't go up until they got a room. I'm like, she got a room. He's like, I didn't get a phone call. I'm like, they said they keep calling you mm-hmm. and you're not picking up. He calls up. He's like, no, she doesn't have a room. I'm like, <laughs> yes, she, she does. She has a room. I'm texting her right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's on the phone. So that was like the first time. Then the second time I went back up because then he left his desk, went for, I don't know where he went, then came back. And I'm like, they keep trying to call you. He's like, let me call up. And he's confused. Like nothing's like, they don't have your name. They, something is weird. And then you finally called me on your phone. Yeah. And I'm like, can you it takes like, like a, him, It takes a minute for you to show up in the system. So if he was looking yeah. for something in the system, it's he's not, not there. He's waiting for a phone call. Yeah. I've, and, and whoever he was calling, I don't know who he was calling. The nurse, JJ, she called while I was in the room. Yeah. I <laughs> and think she he was down. calling the front desk. Okay. And maybe the front desk or whatever. They didn't know. <laughs> it was like, can you please let me up? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, where is my husband? Like, I have an insurance card. I have paperwork I need to start filling out. Mm-hmm. So you showed up. So I, was I like, have a oh, wife in labor. <laughs> so I'm here by, my, here by myself. Luckily, like, the nurses at this hospital um, are just amazing. They're, like, this is, it solidified my choice in making, in deciding to go back into the city and to get birth and specifically at this hospital and, and to keep my doctor with just my overall experience that I had and she was great so she was helping me through helping Mm -hmm. me breathe before you came up I was all changed and everything like lying in the bed I'd already told them my doctor already called over I wanted the epidural we weren't gonna try (laughs) we were not gonna try to be superwoman not today last time I was I was trying to thug it out and I was like "Mm, I'm not getting it and then eight to close to nine centimeters in I got it (laughs) this time I said I'm not waiting plus I knew that the floor was super packed so i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna get it as quickly as i got last time Put in that order now (laughs) no yeah i had to put that order in now i got the order in before i even show up to the hospital and fast forward because the maternity warden i'm one of the last people to get Mm -hmm. there so i was gonna be one of the last people for the um anesthesiologist i guess is the person who does it sure epidural person whoever (laughs) the epidural gods (laughs) wasn't gonna get to me until Towards the end, if they're going to go on a, you know, you're looking it up, epidural yeah. gods. Radiologist or anesthesiologist? Yep, anesthesiologist is what I thought. <laughs> right. So, you know, although they're not knocking you out, but it's numbing you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm changed. We're breathing through. Brian's finally up there. Paperwork is filled out. Anesthesiologist is still not there. 
doctor hasn't even showed up yet. I really, I think my doctor really was like, yo, she has a lot of time. <laughs> but plus, I wasn't super worried because he's literally two blocks down. So he's yeah. probably just like, okay, like, let me finish. I have a couple more mm-hmm. clients and a couple more patients, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's going to be a little bit. She's yeah. only four centimeters dilated. He comes before this anesthesiologist came, right? I think. Possibly. Yeah, because I hadn't gotten it yet. Yeah. I think I was still in a lot of pain. Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep and yep. he checks me. And your girl is seven centimeters dilated. <laughs> so here I am. So once again, I've labored. All within like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. of getting to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It was only like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. So finally, the anesthesiologist come probably right after my doctor had left mm-hmm. and checked me and I was seven centimeters dilated. He gives it to me. Everything feels great. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm less pain. <laughs> I, I'm like, I can get through this. Um. Then what happened? My doctor, I think, came back and checked me again. Mm-hmm. And, or, no, I felt like my water had, something oh, happened. Oh, we were waiting for your water to break because it hadn't broke yet. And yeah. then it finally broke. Yeah, I felt like something happened. I was like, ooh, I You're think like, my ooh, water just cool. broke. And so then they came <laughs> and they checked me again. And I was like, yes, my water had broke. So it's like, it could be any any minute now yeah. they were all just so calm they're like any minute now i was like okay well any minute now i'm gonna be a mom of two okay <laughs> this is gonna happen and so then i think maybe 15 minutes or a little bit after mm-hmm. i'm like i feel like they're like really call us back if you feel a lot of pressure down there like yeah. you need to use the bathroom right it's just big, like a lot of big poop a lot of pressure mm-hmm. yeah i'm feeling a lot of pressure so we we buzz them again and t- yeah and they're like, 10 okay, centimeters. I think we're ready to push now. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is all within now like three and a half hours of arriving at the hospital. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> my doctor was like, you remember how to push? <laughs> <laughs> Last time we had this amazing, um, Mid- she was a nurse, but mm-hmm. she worked as a midwife. And so she was there most of the time and she mm-hmm. was just helping breathing and guiding you. Yeah. And then your doctor, when he goes, do you remember what, do you remember this? You got this? Because <laughs> I'm like, like last time, because he, he probably doesn't, rem- he probably doesn't remember. He didn't really talk me through it. It was Nurse Helen yeah. who did it. Amazing. I asked all the nurses about Nurse Helen. She's like, yeah, she still works here, but she's on the day off. It's like, oh, it's like, I love her. It's like, everyone loves her. She's just a magician. She's a magician with giving birth yeah. and like helping women um, latch their babies right after their birth. I was like, she is literally, she's a magician. Like, yeah. I don't, like, where is she? JJ so, was just as good, though. She was amazing. Yeah, she was great. And so when your doctor said that, I just looked at him like, huh? Like, <laughs> And, and in like, my head, I'm this, like, right? I know this shouldn't be a funny moment, but I just wanted to laugh. I was like, yeah. I was like, it's like you're pooping. I think I kind of said something along those lines. You're like, I need a, ref- not a refresher, but you're like, you just, someone tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the most important thing is really timing it with like the contractions and stuff. So I really, sometimes because I'm kind of numb, numb down there, I can kind of feel it. But mm-hmm. I need someone to say, okay, contractions coming to yeah. be like, this is a, this is a bigger pain. Like that's when you want to. To push, <laughs> yeah. so I think you had one leg, and I, had, I, yep, I and the nurse leg. had the other leg, and I'm pushing. Uh, the first time was not like, I guess nothing really happened. The second Practice. time mm-hmm. was like okay, like, and then I think I did it maybe one or two times yep. after that, and then my doctor was like okay. Then they broke down the bed because yep. he's yep. like okay, stop pushing because I guess was I crowning at that time. Yep. <laughs> 
hanging out. Baby was hanging out, so he's like, "Okay." Hey. He's like, "Don't push, don't push anymore." And so then they broke down the bed. And, Such a dramatic yes, scene. It, like happened so quickly. It's like you're on Broadway, yeah. it's like, except the lights are on. I don't remember them breaking down the bed last time. I don't. I don't, I don't remember them breaking out. Maybe, maybe Helen got it ready. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she had it ready go. before we even knew because I don't remember that. Because it was yeah. Because your doctor, like with Liam, he like ran in, like had to catch him. Yes. So, so maybe they didn't have time to do it. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. He came in. That's exactly what happened. Because my I remember Helen took my hand. She grabbed my hand and she guided me down. And she's like, see that? She's like, feel that? That that's his head. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they called the doctor in, and my doctor was like. <gasps> Like when he like threw his hands up, he's like, "Oh, oh my goodness!" And then my mom was helping him put his scrub thing on, you know, protective thing. gear thing, and like one more push, and the baby was out. So, yeah. um, so anyways, the doctor was so there maybe we ten to fifteen minutes more this time around. <laughs> so, anyways, they break the bed down. I do one or two final yeah. pushes. You probably only did like five or six pushes, totally. and he was out, and it yeah. was like crying crying and they placed place him on my um yeah. on my chest and i had we mm-hmm. were parents to two and all all <laughs> my anxiety left my body <laughs> yeah it was just like it's like a yeah i can't even describe temporarily, the feeling. temporarily. yeah temporarily you just like relief you're just like oh my goodness i i did that and then you had you're like oh my god i did that two times <laughs> wow i'm impressed with myself so you did you, did, you were amazing so my doctor was like when he was leaving the the room, he's like, "Well, I was I didn't really do anything." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, you didn't do anything. I forget, last if it was the, I forget who it was the nurse or someone. They were like, "Well, hopefully he remembers that when he sends the bill." <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, "Yeah, true." He literally like, I was here I for and maybe an hour to an hour and a half in the hospital, and then in the room for maybe <laughs> twenty minutes, and then I was done. Yeah. Um. But then obviously we gave you know. They had to had to give birth to the placenta and make, you know mm-hmm. make sure everything was out. So you know he's checking me and everything else. They're getting the baby cleaned up, but yeah, it was four hours of mm-hmm. you know I would of a guest being in the hospital. If you count the drive there in the in the Honestly. morning of that, I would say I was really in labor for maybe six hours. <laughs> maybe because we didn't get to the hospital until maybe eleven. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was born at two something. Because I really don't count. I get if you were to think about it overnight, you're like, oh, okay, count those hours. I really count it like to the point where I'm like, this is painful. <laughs> That's when I'm like, okay, I'm in labor. I'm I'm yeah. laboring, and I yeah. have to breathe through it. I have to, you know, my mind has to be in the right so like place. Seven or, seven or eight o'clock in the morning until around two fifteen. Yeah, whatever. which is crazy. So yeah, I don't know if there's anything really to add with like no. It was a pretty amazing uh, experience. I think because of the way Liam came so quickly, I was prepared for the quickness of it. So, like, I wasn't prepared to get to four to almost forty weeks. I was more prepared for the actual actual laboring. quickness mm-hmm. of his delivery <laughs> this mm-hmm. time around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm th- so in my head, I'm also thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be pretty quickly because, but I know some people are in labor for. And it's just like really every time. every pregnancy, every labor and delivery, every child, it's also so different. Yeah. Yep. But I do agree, for some reason, I always thought the laboring part was going to be consistent. <laughs> yeah. Just how quickly my body just responded. And 
and then how I was feeling that morning and then in the car and then at the hospital, mm-hmm. I was like, for sure, it's going to be similar to what Liam's birth was just because it just felt all the same ways it felt before. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm, I'm happy to have had such a, and fortunate to have such a easy, um, pregnancy and labor mm-hmm. and delivery like that was top notch <laughs> and do you think that your team and the hospital were part of that yes why it was so easy yeah so i always felt like my doctor listened to me he listened to my concerns before even when we mm-hmm. thought we might have been late about not doing pitocin and being induced like that was something that i i didn't want to happen i wanted to it's a my body to naturally get into it. Um, then being there and just I've just feel like everyone listened to you mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when you're there and giving you advice and really being you really felt like they cared about you and that you're not just a, mm-hmm. some person that they wanted to get out of the room um, from my nurse just to, to everyone um, at the hospital. I think from even when we went up into the uh, recovery, what is the that floor called? I don't call it the maternity ward, but I think that's wrong. Anyways, the floor after, <laughs> you know, after recovery? labor, the, deliver, the recovery area, well, the recovery maybe floor. Maybe labor and delivery and then there's maternity. Maybe. Anyways, uh, people, you can look that up. Anyways, so <laughs> after you get off of the floor where you're actually late, where you're yep. delivering your child and then the nurses that are there who are taking care of both of you and your and your baby, even that experience was amazing. We got mm-hmm. put into our own room by, mm-hmm. I don't even know, because last time I was in a room with someone else. So that was also nice to have mm-hmm. my own space this time. And just everyone was just so caring, giving you advice, people, mm-hmm. the lactation consultant coming by um, and talking you through everything. It was just, I felt like just that experience was great just because of the people that was there. Um, and, and they have such a high rating for, well, less interventions um, mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. So, like, they, they're really, really good, a really good hospital. And, and I think that was why my experience was the way it was. I've heard, you know, just horror stories where people are being turned away because they're said, you're not mm-hmm. in labor. Like, and people are like, no, I am in labor and people being sent home and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like it could be a totally different experience where, you know, my doctor's like, you're only three centimeters, like go home, like labor this all mm-hmm. on your own. <laughs> um, like you're fine. Whereas like that wasn't the case or being left in a room while you're, you know, trying to breathe it out while your husband's downstairs and no one's mm-hmm. there next to you. Like that all can be such a traumatizing experience. And that was not something like my nurse did not leave me. By myself until you essentially came there. And even mm-hmm. then she was there constantly checking, mm-hmm. seeing how the babies, um, you know, because they monitor the baby when they're in there, making sure I wasn't in distress. Um, the anesthesiologist um, came back even out after I gave mm-hmm. birth to check on me. Then came someone from his team came the next day to check on mm-hmm. me to make sure everything was good. So it was just like always closing. Someone was always closing the loop mm-hmm. and making sure that you were OK. And I really think that that was a big part plus you know and just naturally what my body did with just getting the 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 baby out and not having any complications that could not be maybe not said (laughs) afterwards so you know it was bliss like Blair uh that's what I'm saying Blair like latched on right after yep was nursing nursing for like I felt like hours (laughs) he nursed for so long 
Liam nursed for like 10 minutes after I delivered. Fell asleep, did not wake up for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He just passed out and just slept. Mm-hmm. The lactation consultant came by multiple times to try and get him to like wake up and like get him to, to latch. We had to like um, self-express some of the milk colostrum. or colostrum. Thank you out of my breast and spoon feed him mm-hmm. kind of because he was just too tired to even <laughs> try to latch it was insane yeah and then now he has no tiredness yeah his body at whatsoever i don't think his eyes opened <laughs> for the first week uh, maybe it's, for like yeah. a little second and then it would close yeah this child on the other hand our new child he his eyes were just wide freaking wide open, open right after birth into when we when mm-hmm. we went up um up or down i forget up to the uh yep the recovery floor. Just like always looking. Yeah, just always looking. I can't, no always babies can't see that far, but just like, looking. Just concerned face. Yeah. <laughs> Nursing. <laughs> just wanted to constantly nurse. And I knew he was um, sucking his thumb in the wound. So yeah. I, I think that's, I was kind of mentally preparing myself for that. So it seemed great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I had my own room. You had, you know, we, I sent you home towards the end of the night and, he was fine. He was nursing throughout the night. I was barely getting any sleep. But anyways, I think it, was, it wasn't until the morning that I got maybe an hour or two of a stretch of sleep because mm-hmm. finally he stopped nursing. I was like, goodness gracious. Or I was just like, here's the damn pacifier. Like, mommy's nipples need a little bit of a break. So we did the, um, what is it? The circumcision mm-hmm. that day. He had a few tests done. So and if you get your son circumcised in the hospital, like they pretty much knock out and they're mm-hmm. finally he was like sleeping. So that whole day, I think I barely nursed mm-hmm. really much. He was just sleeping throughout the entire time. But I then I started to feel <laughs> like what's happening. My body then I think started to. Post postpartum switch went on. Yeah. Like and it was just like, what the hell ha- was happening? Mm. It was like the extra three weeks of being pregnant. <laughs> I, and I think also my not so great of diet when I was pregnant. <laughs> and then I decided to top that off right after I gave birth. What did I have you bring me? Uh, turkey and cheese. Yes. <laughs> and I had things, some Doritos. And then, uh, yep. And then the next day you had pizza mm-hmm. or a chicken roll. Yep, I had a chicken roll. I had a and chicken a pizza? Roll. Maybe both. <laughs> I had... Just every salty thing in the world I, I was that eating. You, yeah. I wasn't eating that great. I just wanted to just, I don't know. I just was craving well, all this were stuff. avoiding sliced meat. And, yeah, so and I needed that. Wanted. And then for pizza, it was just. Chicken roll. I hadn't had those yeah. in forever. I lived off of those when I was pregnant with Liam, though. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I just, we hadn't had him in forever. So I was like, yeah, get me that. Mm-hmm. And we were in the city. And so that pizza place. So I. I think it was like towards the afternoon, I started to feel some like pain in my side. Like Mm -hmm. I went to go get dressed or something or put on my nursing bra or or something. I forget what it was. And it was like just this weird pain. And we never really, I think we concluded after I had the nurse come in a couple of times that 
there was some re- residual gas that was in my body mm-hmm. that was kind of traveling through my body. If you just think about just giving birth and being open wide, air comes in there <laughs> and it needs to leave your body. Yeah. And she's like, did you fart? Like, she's like, she's, <laughs> yeah. but like, these are legit questions. Like, yeah. did you fart? Did you release some of the gas? And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think I have. So she gave mm-hmm. me some gas X and towards the end of the day, I I felt fine. I mm-hmm. think I even farted a few times. Yeah. TMI, I know. But anyways, these are things that <laughs> yeah. pay attention to, ladies. Like, after you give birth, like, have did you fart? Like, what? Like what's happening? I think also, too, I hadn't really... Well, that night, they had to make sure I peed that night. Because she was yeah. like, you have to pee or I have to put a catheter in you. Yeah. Um, and so then finally, I'm like drinking, drinking, drinking a ton of water. And I finally peed, which is also weird for me. Because usually, like when I gave birth with Liam or even throughout my entire pregnancy, or even when I'm not <laughs> pregnant, I drink a sip of something and I pee like immediately. <laughs> and here I had drank so much and mm-hmm. I hadn't peed yet. And they had a way to make sure that I wasn't hemorrhaging and checked blood clots mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff so they, they needed they needed that so luckily that happened so that was a little weird that was the night of next day i'm having this pain on my side that was just like sent me i like i i had to sit down i had to stop what i was doing that's how much pain it was um but they checked my breathing everything nothing the description of the pain wasn't anything that they're like it just really just sounds like it's gaseous so like take this see how it was before i left the hospital i was fine and i was mm-hmm. good um, and then my doctor kept calling just to make sure and checking up on me. Um, but then I think right before we were going to leave the hospital and I wanted to make sure I nursed him before we left and got into the car, I'm in just excruciating pain while I'm trying to nurse him. And I'm just like, what is happening? My nipples are just, I hadn't ever experienced mm. that with nursing with Liam. I was just like, what is going on? And I don't know if it was because the night that he was latching and stuff during overnight if I wasn't making sure he was latching properly and Mm. so just a whole night and he was he nursed a lot if it was a couple of latches of bad latches I don't think it would have been as bad he he was nursing the entire night so I think the entire night of nursing and not making sure he latched correctly just did tremendous damage to my nipples like Mm -mm. it was when I got home and tried to latch him my right nipple started to bleed like he had a little bit of blood in his mouth yeah. from latching and like i had like my nipples were like scabbed and cracked mm-hmm. i was like what the hell mm-hmm. this is the next day so just a whole day and night of bad latching just destroyed like i was in so much pain that I had to stop nursing for mm-hmm. a few days to heal. Mm-hmm. So, and I think also with his constant nursing, I didn't have the milk to like pretty much lubricate your nipples. Just think right. about like you just, you just, you'd really chap dry lips because you just <laughs> have not put any chapstick or anything else on it and it just keeps getting chapped and chapped and cracked more and more. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what was happening. I did not have my milk in yet to lubricate my 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 nipples to make mm-hmm. sure that it wasn't getting cracked and then just the bad latch because essentially the top of my nipple is hitting his the hard palate which is the roof of his mouth essentially and that's cracking that's mm-hmm. putting damage on your nipple so anywho so this was a completely different experience for me like before we went to the con- lactation consulting because mm-hmm. i was just like is he nursing enough 
Right. You know, I, I was like, he's nursing for like two minutes and passing out. I was worried that <laughs> yeah. like I wasn't, he wasn't getting enough. So we went there, had him wait, and, and she's like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to use this nipple shield. You're fine. He's, he's latching perfectly. So that was with Liam. Mm-hmm. And now with Blair, it was a little bit of a, it was a tremendous difference where I now have this damage. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do mentally. I'm, you know, being crushed because of it because you have this idea especially if you had your first child that you had not that bad of experience nursing and then now you potentially need to stop nursing mm-hmm. in my head i was like it was only day two and i <laughs> and i said i cannot do this that's how mm-hmm. much pain i was in mm-hmm. i couldn't put a shirt on i couldn't put really when i put my bra on it was like it that hurt mm-hmm. brian went out the next day and it's funny because the next day I started to get my milk. We So we gave the bottle. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm fine. Mentally, I was like, if I need to give the bottle for a few days, I'm actually okay with that. I, I prepared myself for that. But it was the fact that I started to start thinking further out that I couldn't actually do this anymore mm-hmm. because I was in so much pain. I couldn't even think far enough to being healed because I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to heal mm-hmm. and still breastfeed? It's going to just be continuous damage and then i'm and then the engorgement started (laughs) i knew that was coming (laughs) add the engorge or engorgement Mm -hmm. so your nipples are getting bigger but they're being cracked but they're cracked and dry so it's even more painful and now your boobs are so hard (laughs) because you're they're filled up with milk um, but like not a ton of milk is coming out first the engorgement happens and so then you have to get pumped to get some release mm-hmm. but then pumping is painful mm-hmm. it was just like a vicious vicious cycle so you're in pain pumping but you need re- release because the engorgement is so bad mm-hmm. it's moving up to your armpits so it's just like I can't even just touch a rock that is how you are <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that is how your your breasts feel and mm-hmm. Um, and it goes all the way up to your armpit. So sometimes it's a little painful to even like put your arms down a little bit. So you're mis- I'm massaging, mm-hmm. I'm going, getting in the shower. So, Doing you know, hot compresses, hot compresses, nonstop getting in the shower, massaging it out as much as possible because pumping is just so painful. I had to get a size up from the flanks on my pump because, my breast was so big and my nipples are big. I had to resize up. Mm-hmm. So I resized up. So that gave me a little bit of relief. So now I'm pumping. I got milk day three, day two, two mm-hmm. and a half. I got my milk in. So I was pumping and I was able, we didn't have to give any more formula. Now it's just pumping and, and you were feeding or I would feed him mm-hmm. through the bottle. Um, and I was like, I, once again, I, I couldn't really think past all that pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you went out to the store and got me <laughs> everything on the shelf. Right? Pretty much. <laughs> Every size nipple shield you could find. Or nipple yeah. Uh, flank. Yeah. Every size. Ni- you got me this thing so that I can put in my bra so that my nipples don't touch my shirt. Yes. <laughs> everything to protect your nipple to moisturize your nipple uh to size up Mm -hmm. to pump it and he he had a whole bag of like we're in line and i'm like oh here we go (laughs) 
So he shows up with all of the all of this stuff. Um, I'm like, what did these people think when you went to the store and just picked ev- literally everything off the shelf? But it, it it was helpful. But some of the things, even though it was helpful, I'm like, how can I do this? In my head, I just, for some reason, I couldn't get past that this is just temporary. And it might have been my sleep deprivation, my hormones going crazy. I couldn't get past the fact that this was not going to be the way it was. So it's temporary. I just need to heal. Um so anyway, so those few days were very, were very rough were, for me. I was like not in the greatest place at all. Um, so then fast forward, you know, I, I knew I needed to find a lactation consultant and just I needed, I knew what I needed to do, but I needed someone else who's a professional to <laughs> kind of, you know, make sure I was on the right path to be mm-hmm. like this, everything's going to be okay. So I got a lactation consultant um, that was on that Wednesday. I came home on that Saturday. So mm-hmm. it seemed like forever for those yeah. days to pass. Yep. It was, I really felt like I had been doing that for like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And finally I was seeing someone. Nope. Mm-hmm. I was only in, I was only in really excruciating pain like that for from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday started to give me a little bit of relief. Went mm-hmm. five five days. I was in like unbearable pain, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do. And I maybe had latched Blair a couple times when I was mm-hmm. home, but I had to unlatch him because yeah. it was just too painful. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to this consultant to uh, to see what I need to do. It's like I'm gonna have to latch him. It's mm-hmm. like, how am I gonna do this? And somehow she was just like this magical angel <laughs> who somehow made it work and, you know, showed me. She's like, you, he closes his mouth. I'm not going to get into all the detail, but he was closing his mouth so quickly that every time I was doing everything right, but he was closing too quickly. So he kept getting a shallow latch every single time. And then we also discovered that he had, uh, what is it called? <sighs> a it's tongue a, tie in the back. Yeah. A pair of something. Whatever means in the back. <laughs> Why can't I think of a posterior 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 tongue tie? Tongue tie. So um, it wasn't very extreme where you can and you and it wasn't as obvious as the like one when it's in tie. right in the front where you, the mm-hmm. baby cannot you know lift their tongue up. It's more in the back, so their the mobility and their movement of the tongue is they don't have full range. Mm-hmm. So and it's really you're only um, you're only diagnosing this. Pretty much via breastfeeding. Yeah, because you're no, having really some, no other way to. You having complications. Yeah. Usually, someone's not going to be digging into their mouth unless yeah. you went to a eyes, ear, and nose doctor for mm-hmm. other issues, and they might have looked and saw that. So, really, this this is really discovered mm-hmm. when because you have complications breastfeeding. And so, I, what I was noticing was like, okay, it's not really painful right away, but then towards the end, it's painful. So, you know, her seeing this, she's like, it seems like he's he might have some restriction of his tongue because he would latch on perfectly and then he would go to a shadow latch and I'm like, oh, it hurts so much. Mm-hmm. She's like, you got to break the latch when that happens. And so, um, but then he would get so upset. So in my, yeah. I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can, once again, I'm going to thug it out. <laughs> I can get this, this pain's going to be just fine. But no, I was just causing more and more damage. She's like, no, just unlatch him. He's mm-hmm. going to get upset, but you're, you know, it's causing a lot of damage. So, you know, she gave me a bunch of different tips. Um, Mm -hmm. Luckily, she was um, at a facility where they had some doctors who were able to take a look into Mm -hmm. his mouth and see it. And they're like, you know, it's not very extreme. 
they have this great like new um, procedure where it's not just like clipping it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's exactly what they do with the other tongue ties <laughs> of just clipping it, but it was like this laser which mm-hmm. uh, evaporates the the cells, the cells from the muscle. Yeah, and, and literally it. like 30 seconds that mm-hmm. it happens. But three it, weeks of yeah recovery. recovery. <laughs> um, but it is a much I guess quicker some. Recoveries Less are even painful. worse than yeah. that. It's even longer than that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a much quicker recovery, at least like the initial wound recover, like, mm-hmm. or the, I guess the bat, the worse of it recovers quick, quicker, but you still need to do the exercises because it's yep. still a little bit recovering. You still have that chance of, because apparently you get this done and then the tissue can just grow right, right back. back. So I was like, great. <laughs> so once again, you're just so tired. You're in so much pain. And then, you know, you, you hear that you potentially have to put your kid into more pain. I was going back and forth with you mm-hmm. and saying, I don't know if I want this done. If the, the only benefit is for me to breastfeed, like I'm going to have to think outside myself. Like, yes, this is it's painful and I and upsetting that I I'm not going to be able to do this, but I don't want that to be the only reason. But, mm-hmm. you know, the doctor explained it to us that there are other benefits and maybe things like, yeah, the people say that maybe you can recover on its own, but to not have full mobility of your mm-hmm. tongue can cause other issues down the line. Yeah. So she's like, it's a, some people like to wait and see. Mm-hmm. There was like, they literally, there was zero pressure. They mm-hmm. didn't make me sign up for anything. She was like, here's information. It's like, these are the benefits. And it's like, also, she also put in perspective, She's she said, but you also need to be good too. So mm-hmm. if like this is something you want to do and like it's not going to be super painful, he's it's really the comfort of you breastfeeding is going to be fine. So she's like, she was giving me all angles of it, but she's like, in the end, it's what you mm-hmm. want to do. And there was like, I felt like there was no pressure. And then we also didn't do the procedure until like another week and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, it gave us more time to think about it. And I, talked it through probably the day before we were going in for it i was like should we do it once again i was like should we do it and i'm really glad in the end i'm really glad we did it and mm-hmm. specifically this way that we did it with the mm-hmm. laser with the facility with the doctors that we did it with mm-hmm. they called she called me that night to check mm-hmm. up on him and i couldn't answer i think i was nursing or something and then she texted me the doctor texted me like checking in making yeah. sure everything's okay she's like text me back um, I want to make sure you're fine. So I told her everything was good. And she's like, okay. And um, we scheduled how many check-ins, like two or three check-ins, yep. where she checked his no additional charge, nothing like that. She wanted to make sure he was recovering good. Mm-hmm. They gave me a nice little flower um, orchid. orchid. I was like, what is this place right now? They are amaz- amazing. Um, and that experience, like, just... And it just made it. Plus our our lactation consultant, she was just, yeah. she was amazing too. Mm-hmm. Like just all the tips that she was giving me before we got the tongue tie mm-hmm. thing done was super helpful. Um, I was able to like regulate my supply much quicker mm-hmm. than last time. It just, you know, that dark five days got a lot brighter in like the coming weeks, just working with like the right people. And once again, being fortunate enough that my insurance covered to have those Mm -hmm. consultations um was life change life changing Mm -hmm. because not many people not a lot of people have that yeah luxury no um but now that we're seven weeks (laughs) (laughs) seven weeks later how are we doing how are you doing 
Well, you asked me this today. Today, I'm doing good. I last <laughs> night we got how many, we got I got two four hour stretches two from this child. Yep. Like, thank God to the two new nights gods. in a row, right? Two, <laughs> two last night too. Or yeah, the night before. but the night before. So we have this new. We pulled that out. Mm-hmm. Like I will tell you, getting this new and having this new right away is it's yep. been a game changer. Yep, like an absolute game changer. Um, for whatever reason, he doesn't love to nap in the snoo, but yeah, I don't whatever. even care. Like he does, at this like point, one nap in the snoo. He does like one good stretch in the snoo at, for nap time, but like at night, something turns and he just knows yep. to to sleep better at night. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I'm like, I don't. I'll you can sleep on me. You can sleep on this in the in the swing supervised um, <laughs> for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows. Because, you know, people are trolls sometimes. Um, but, yeah, so having that has been a game changer. But the night before, um, he did sleep the f- two four-hour stretches. Mm-hmm. But it rocks, like, it rocks, mm-hmm. soothes the baby. And so I wake up with every little sound. He has learned he's the smartest little baby I, I know. <laughs> I said that about Liam, but, like, this baby's a genius, too. He knows now not to really cry. No, because if, you like, if you're consistently crying in the snoo, the snoo... Then jumps jumps up to it the next level to rock you a little uh a little faster yeah the right word is a little more it, like it rocks you fast it, like a more <laughs> I I a, a faster like the baby rocking. is being shaken no it um, rock you use rock which is good it rocks the baby <laughs> faster and the white yeah. noise gets louder yeah and, and so that's th- when you're consistently crying mm-hmm. but now this baby mm-hmm. does a ah! yeah he literally screams uh? yeah so that it doesn't ah! immediately <laughs> does short little yes it's very short and short sometimes it like screens. he'll he'll get a little bit longer and then he'll jump it up yeah. but he's like i don't want it i don't actually like i, I want to get out i don't want to be rocked more. yeah <laughs> like i want to wake up so anyways <laughs> he did that the night before and like i held off from getting him because before i was getting him and i probably could have got these stretches a little bit sooner but whatever i would get him um just because I didn't want to wake up Liam and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, I think you're fine. So I would leave. I left him in there. And sure enough, like really short times, it would go back to being calm and he would be sleeping. Mm-hmm. So he did that a few times during his stretch time from mm-hmm. the four hours he was in there. Last night, though, it was four yeah, hours. Four hours. With no. To the dot. I with, think it said three hours and 59 yeah, minutes. But the second one was exactly four, four second hours. Second one was four hours. But it, it got says, split by the day. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so right. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, it cuts off at 7 a.m. Yes. So it's We days. can change that because we know. know that his sleep. He, I know. I really do think his wake time, <laughs> he is like a sleeper from. He's like 10 to 10. Yeah. He's like nine. Nine or ten to nine or ten in yeah, the morning. Yeah. So I think we should shift that because he does want to immediately when I wake when he wakes up in the morning for his like seven o'clock feed, he does want to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh he's like too tired. Like I'm just burping him and he goes back to sleep. <laughs> so I'm like, you want to go back to sleep until at least nine. So we should change that so that it shows up like that because it kind of splits <laughs> the days for us. So that has made me like that is like the sweet spot. If he can, if he did this for the rest of the time, I want it to be longer for mm-hmm. sure. We can get to five or six or even eight hours. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, just straight through. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm good. Is a sweet spot. Two hours or three hours. Like 
It takes me forever to go back to sleep. Then I have to pee. Then I usually get a snack because I'm starving because you're consistently breastfeeding. So by the time he's sleeping, even though he sleeps in the bed for like two or three hours, I'm only sleeping for an hour, hour and a half. So then if once he gets up to the four hour range, yeah. then I start sleeping to the two to three hours mm-hmm. I'm actually sleeping. And that actually makes a difference for me. Um, that hour sleep, it's just... Oh my goodness, it, it's not enough. You're literally a zombie. Um, so today, I like to think of like when people ask me how I'm doing, I, I always say today I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling good because yeah. tomorrow this kid could be like, okay, mom, like go through another growth, growth spurt or something like that. And I can be exhausted because I'm up all night. So mm-hmm. today was a good, today so far is a good day because I've gotten a little bit of sleep. Um, nursing is not painful anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a much as the experience that I remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Although this, I'm rock. I rock Blair a little bit more than I rock Liam because mm-hmm. Liam would immediately go back to sleep, which you don't always want when you're nursing. You want them to stay up and mm-hmm. you want them to nurse. Um, but nursing was like his. I put a spell on you, and he would be. <laughs> he would immediately go to sleep. Whereas sometimes with Blair, over where when it counts overnight he does that Mm -hmm. but sometimes during the day like if i'm trying to like get him down for a nap Mm -hmm. he's not always like oh man i'm not gonna just pass right out i'm gonna make you work for it mom and i'm gonna make you rock me and like sing to me and all that other good stuff but honestly i'll take it Mm -hmm. you know both the experiences are great and i'm really glad i'm able i'm able to do that and who knows in a a month i could be like okay i'm done with this or Mm -hmm. my body's not doing what it's supposed to do but so far it's been able to produce the amount of milk that it needs to produce he seems to be fine um and satisfied and i'm having a much better experience doing it which Mm -hmm. is also like a really really big thing Mm -hmm. so very important yeah today i'm doing good (laughs) and then overall life with two kids It's just like, you know when it hit me we had two kids? I mean, obviously, walking into our house with Blair mm-hmm. and having Liam meet Blair for the first time. But there was a night that I, I when I put Liam down to bed, mm-hmm. there was a night you were mm-hmm. walking with Blair into our room. And I was walking with Liam into his room. And it was just like the two of us were putting kids down to sleep. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. two kids. That was like the night that it's been a couple nights that they double teamed, they double teamed us. And yeah. I'm just like... Why are both like there's not a single person in this house that are that's sleeping? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like none of us was getting any sleep. I was no. like, someone needs to go to sleep like right now. Yeah. Um, or that I think it was one time where I think Liam came into the room and you were trying to get me to sleep, and that was a couple mm-hmm. of the nights where we were still kind of we thought it would be wise <laughs> that Brian would give a bottle to give me some rest in the middle of the night. So I would do the first feeding, but. He was, Blair was just waking up, like fully waking so up. Energized at the bottle? Yeah. I, I don't even know. So, so he Brian was super tired. I was still super tired because yeah. Brian could go to sleep. I got the light on. I'm changing Blair, changing his diaper. Blair could be screaming. <laughs> Brian will be sleeping. <laughs> or at least like he'll wake up and like two seconds later, his head is on that pillow and he is <laughs> sleeping. He's knocked out. Me, on the other hand, like while he's giving me the quote unquote time to sleep and yeah. like I pumped and now I'm laying down and the light is still on and I hear the mm-hmm. fussing and stuff. 
I'm not this. I'm not no. sleeping. I'm up no. until he at least turns the light off, or mm-hmm. at least until Blair has fully settled down. So at that point, I'm like, "Cause what you're not sleeping." Yeah, because what we were doing is the first feeding would be ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. So or no, maybe a little later because I would get at least an hour of sleep mm-hmm. because I immediately hit the pillow and go to sleep. Get an hour of sleep, wake up. By the time I put Blair down. I close my eyes for 15 minutes and then Liam comes would come into our room <laughs> because he wakes up in the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. I would not be sleeping from 11 until 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, no one was getting sleep. Um, Liam was still expecting you. But what were you doing until I, one day I had to, like, sit you down and tell you, you, know, you couldn't do it? I was listening to, I think it was episode 3 today. Of this current season, mm-hmm. and uh, you were we were talking about we were, we were thinking about getting Liam his twin bed, mm-hmm. and you're like, because um, I was going into his room, I used to go into his room and sleep on the ground mm-hmm. while he was in his um, transitional crib to bed, mm-hmm. and he would like, and he would be great, and then he then he would start to like get out of his bed and like snuggle with me on the ground, and I'm like, this is weird, so <laughs> we we're like, we need to get a, a bed. And you were saying, I can't wait to get a bed so that you can just go fall asleep in Liam's bed and I have the big bed all to myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, <laughs> so that- I was laughing today <laughs> listening to that episode because that's exactly what happened. Recently, you're like, you better not sleep in Liam's bed anymore. <laughs> I was just like, okay, because like, okay, that was happening. We didn't I'm like, have we got to replay. We, gotta we didn't replay have, we didn't have the kid at that time. But I think I also might have talked about in the later episodes how. You're going to have to stop doing that, right? <laughs> and I was like, you yet. need to stop doing that. Or even if it wasn't during the episode and recorded, I sat you down. And then before we had yeah. gave birth and you were like, well, I'm going to get me some sleep. I remember you saying that. So I was yeah. like, fine. I'm, I have the bed to myself. You seem to be fine sleeping in that bed. Then a few days in with this happening and I think Liam was waking up like, Almost like every single day. Sometimes yeah. it would be like sometimes, like a couple times a a week, he mm-hmm. would be up and you would mm-hmm. do this. It started happening every day, and yeah. and you had the baby with you, and I wasn't getting any help, and I wasn't getting any sleep either, <laughs> to the point where I was like, okay, you're it's gonna be rough, and a couple of times you're not gonna get sleep, but you cannot go into the bed with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And didn't it get better? It did get better. It got better because yep. you started to be stern. And you're like. Year, his expectations was that you were not going to climb in the mm-hmm. bed with him anymore. So Except we started. This morning. Yeah, I mean that's different, right? <laughs> it's it's four, like the morning it's time. Four thirty. It's four thirty, and just like I'm not trying. Yeah, that's different, right? And I so know. it's like okay, four thirty, daddy's gonna come in the bed. It started to be like no matter what time I got, daddy. Twelve a.m. Yep. Eleven p.m. <laughs> yep. Yep. And sometimes he would be so afraid that you would leave the bed, he wouldn't yeah. even sleep. Yeah. So then now we have an exhausted toddler. Yes. Two exhausted parents. And the baby. (laughs) And it just was a lot. And so I told you, you got to stop doing it. It's going to be rough. But it started to get better. And then I also took away the nighttime feedings from you. I was like, you know what? To the daytime. I said, you are still getting up with Liam is still going to wake up at 630 no matter what, even Mm -hmm. if he hasn't slept through the the night. So 640. And I need and I and and I know and I think Blair was only doing his big stretches in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need that stretch from seven to he would sleep from like seven to ten mm-hmm. or something like that. And I was like, okay, that mm-hmm. would be the only time I would get sleep. So I said, I'm gonna take the entire night mm-hmm. of feedings with him. And I also 
he can't be waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And the bottle would sometimes give him a little bit more gas because mm-hmm. he's drinking really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like, it just inevitably has a faster flow. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was really rough, guys. <laughs> like, that was just a, this, oh, if, if anyone was a fly on the wall or just peeking through the, through the window, we were just, it was like I, a carnival. Yes, it was, it was interesting. And then there then, was one time when, Blair wouldn't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm rocking him at like 2 a.m. or jumping, yep. Liam comes in the room and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, come on, Liam. So now I'm in Liam's room, putting Liam down, holding mm-hmm. Blair just so you <laughs> could sleep. Yeah. But and then, it's like 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh my but God. Then you're, you're, but then you weren't going to expect me to get up at 6. No. So you would still be getting up at 6 with him and mm-hmm. I'm sleeping in the room while mm-hmm. Blair finally is doing his long stretch. Mm-hmm. So it was just like all very bad. And even then that was still not enough time for me to feel any kind of mm-hmm. rested. Yeah. So no one was getting sleep. Everyone was just <laughs> running around. It took a minute for us to get our routine. Yeah. Finally, when I was just like, it was just, it was me being like, stop sleeping in the bed and I'm taking the nighttime feeding. So you don't feed him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably said it like that. I was na- I was probably really nasty. But I was like, no, no more nighttime feedings. You don't get to do it anymore. I was like, it's just going to be me. Um, I will not confirm or deny. Sometimes you just need to be a little bit more stern. So anyways, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not nice. I'm not very nice when I'm through those times. And that's probably why I'm like, people don't come to visit because I'm not going to be really nice. And I don't want to explode at someone when I know you, I, I probably should apologize a little bit more. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I will definitely not apologize to the guests who decide to come by. And, like, that's one of the things, too, that I'm just like, just give me a minute. Like, uh, immediate visits are, like, unless, you, unless you're cool like that and you're going to be fine that I'm not going to explode, that I'm going to explode with you and probably not apologize later because, really, I'm not going <laughs> to apologize, um, then don't come by. <laughs> And so my my sister was really funny because she was there. She she came around a lot when I was pregnant. Um, she's just she just kind of knew that I was going to be mm-hmm. nasty <laughs> um, in the beginning, but or I shouldn't say nasty. That I just was more sensitive, and so she would make yeah. fun of me about being you're tired. Your she's hormones like, were crashing. You, there were reasons. Like, yeah. You're really like you're. I forget what she used to say to me when I was pregnant and I would tell her she would get yeah. it, that something would happen to her because she's talking bad about a pregnant woman. But it was all a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true that, you know, you really don't really much have much of a filter when mm-hmm. you're going through something like that. And you kind of have to have some people who are really, really close to you and in the trenches. And I didn't have a shirt on for most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first two to three weeks. So, you know, because your nipples were healing. Yeah. So it was. And then you were feeding on demand. So it was just like <laughs> it was a, a lot. storm. Mm-hmm. But I do have to backtrack to when I was pumping, when I had to pump a lot. And mm-hmm. Liam comes into the room and he oh. sees me pumping and his little eyes got so wide <laughs> He was like, what is happening? He's like, what are you doing, mama? And I was like, I'm pumping out the milk. He sees the milk coming out into the bottles. This was, I had to like, I, it was like a moment of comical relief because yeah. I was just like, you poor child. I'm so sorry. Am I traumatizing you right now? But now it's been normalized. Like, it's actually not. Yeah. He sees it. He's like, mommy, breastfeeding um, Blair. Like, and sometimes daddy nipple and i was I like know. no i was like he <laughs> he feeds me but like my milk has not come in yet <laughs> he 
just blew with the bottle. And then he remembered yeah. that he's like, oh, I used to like uh, have a bottle. And he knew the time. Yeah. It's like when nightly news of yes. Holt comes on. That's when we gave I him this bottle. <laughs> I have a bottle. And he's like, Night- nightly news? Because it was on, like nightly news was on the other night yeah. or a couple weeks ago. And I think it just like triggered a memory for yeah. him. He's like, oh, I used to have a, a bottle <laughs> with... Lester Holt and the Nightly News. <laughs> it's like, child, why do you remember that? Um, but I was he, like, lo- yeah. he loves Lester. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, and it just like was Every he time connected he the him. dots with that. But um, we finally going back. We finally found our groove of you know, I breastfeeding at this time is just mm-hmm. it's easier. Um, the baby goes back to sleep much quicker if I just do it at night. Mm-hmm. And now that it's you know, it's not going to always be one time wake ups, but for now we'll take it. And we'll we'll fill you guys in if it goes back to like two or three wake ups because I'm sure just being able to be flexible like and remembering mm-hmm. that but what works right now with the stage that Blair is in is for me to wake up with him Brian to keep getting your rest <laughs> throughout the night because you have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning with our little Munchkin because mm-hmm. um, he's just never gonna let that go um, as now we finally found like. A, a groove mm-hmm. and I think it's working a little bit more and we need to remember that sometimes we're going to fall out of that groove. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a strategy yes. and strategies have to evolve. And, and I think I also it. even yelled at Brian the other day. Um, and I'm, we, you don't and have to, you don't we, have to I'm not, I'm not apologizing it for it, but like, <laughs> but like, it's just, you know, the aha moments of like, when we're just like, okay, this is what needs to happen. And, I'm looking at the time because I'm like, we have to get our child soon from, from school. But the <laughs> the aha moment of, you know, figuring out what time we needed to start making dinner and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I would have sometimes have calls or FaceTimes. You have calls or FaceTimes to a point where I, I turned to you. I was like, we can't do that. After four, if it gets past 430, we can't really be distracted. We have mm-hmm. to be fully focused on the kids because by the time you make dinner mm-hmm. uh shower uh wash liam clean up all the toys that's on the floor mm-hmm. me trying to breast because uh, at the same time seems like blair wants to breastfeed mm-hmm. clean the kitchen and have even an ounce we try to have a little bit of us time by like from eight to ten mm-hmm. in order for us to have some time to like binge our shows or even just have <laughs> yeah. a conversation that's not around pretending we're talking to action figures. <laughs> we need to make sure from 4.30 to 7 o'clock mm-hmm. that we're fully focused on making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to so that we can settle both kids mm-hmm. down by mm-hmm. that time. And so even just figuring out what that sweet spot is and we're going to have to readjust when we go back to work. Yep. And figure out what that looks like. But essentially, it's like, okay, do I shift? And the days mm-hmm. that I go into the office, do I say I still have to get a train at this time? Or mm-hmm. how do we make that work? Um, we're going to have to figure that out. So yeah. it's a constant of rejiggering. Um, for now, while we're both on maternity leave, we figured something out. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, that works 80, I'll say works 85% of the time. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and for one of those days where we put Blair went into the snoo for, I guess it's more like nighttime. And then Liam was down for like 35 minutes. Both kids were sleeping. And for we 35 minutes, I forgot 
we had kids. <laughs> we turned to each other and we're like, whoa. Because before, and I'm sure Blair can still do it from, because yeah. he really is sleeping for a good amount of time from mm-hmm. like 8.30-ish until 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes he doesn't even wake up for a feeding. But if I really want him to sleep well, I want him to wake up for a feeding. Yeah. I could put him in the snoo, but he's such he's such a small little nugget right now that like having that time where if I'm, we're just watching TV. Yeah. And he's just laying on me. I'm like, that's, I want to get, I'm not going to get that time. I'm not going to get that back. Um, So I like that. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of do a hot potato passing, passing him around. Um, But I'm pretty sure we can probably put him in this, you know, if we need it time where we wanted both of our hands to be free, we can Mm -hmm. put him down and he would sleep like probably a good two hours. And then we would want to either wake him for a feed, nighttime feed Mm -hmm. before we lay down. Yeah. But just for those. For those 35 minutes, they're both sleeping. I forgot we had two <laughs> kids <laughs> until Blair woke up. Yeah. And we're like, I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I've, I forgot we have to I go think get the someone. First, <laughs> first couple of nights, we first couple of days when we were home, we did that. We put them in the snoo at the same time that Liam was down. Yeah. I think because we were just both like zombies at that time <laughs> where it's just like we've been holding you all the time and yeah. we're probably going to hold you throughout the night. And then now we've shifted where... We'll watch our little shows or, you know, we've been binge watching a few shows while we hold him and it's worked out for mm-hmm. um, the last couple weeks, I guess. Yeah. And I look, I look forward to the next six or seven weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and at that point, we'll do another check-in and yeah. that'll pretty much wrap up our, our, our season. Yeah, I will. And I think... I'll be close to. Maybe we should do it after at least a day of me going into the office. Oh yeah, okay. We'll be do like, that. okay, let's see how like this works out. Yeah. And once again, because I think that's going to be the next major. Yeah. So maybe shift. we should have one when I go back to work. Yeah. In like a year. Oh my goodness! And then you go back to work, and then oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna. It's it's <laughs> it's a lot. There's gonna the next year will be constant shifts, and yeah. so if I can give, I hate giving parental advice, but. Once again, going through one, the experience of being pregnant, giving birth, having our, you know, having the kid home with us and then shifting and figuring out what works with you with breastfeeding. What is mm-hmm. all about just being flexible and really throw all your expectations mm-hmm. out the window and have a com- community of people. And sometimes like parents are great, like and they add a different perspective or give you some advice. But get some people who are actually going through it real time, who has done it very recently, (laughs) because things have shifted and the way you do things have shifted a lot. And so even just seeing stories or following certain accounts on Instagram has been very helpful or sending a quick message to other moms who have given birth recently. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel less isolated because Mm -hmm. you're like, you're going through exactly what I'm going through right at the moment. Um, And I think that, you know has helped has been Mm -hmm. really helpful so be flexible and create a community whether it's virtually or um because we have to do that a lot because of the pandemic um Mm -hmm. to do that so i think instagram has been it can be 
hard to watch sometimes because <laughs> you see some of the ladies with their nice little robes and it seems like they're put together with their oh, yeah. postpartum, right? And then you have the more raw accounts that really tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I more of like just like the little remember this, this, and this kind of checklist. Mm-hmm. I don't really follow the let's make our life beautiful through the postpartum, which, you know, you <laughs> want to make sure if that's a priority of yours go right ahead i like more of the raw stuff of like look at me i look like a hot mess because i'm wearing the same outfit i've wore for like the last few days because it works it's more it's okay my most comfy um leggings and a button down shirt which who would have thought flannel shirt that i have because it's because i'm constantly cold oh yeah because I'm always cold. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, a little bit of a softer fl- flannel. Mm-hmm. Plus, I can easily do, um, what is that? Skin to skin mm-hmm. with the baby if I unbutton. So, anyways, it works for me. Um, <laughs> but like, that's what you know. I, I, it doesn't. I don't need to. I need more of a clean house more mm-hmm. than like I need to be all put together and dolled up when I'm going through postpartum. But I think having that. Community and being flexible is probably the two things that I will give unsolicited advice to the new moms and new parents. It's just making sure that keeping that in mind, be mm-hmm. flexible, like don't throw your expectations out the window, but then also make sure you're informed with as much information as possible so that you know what to expect, both health wise with what's going on with you, what should you expect when breastfeeding your baby um, and all the other stuff so that you're kind of a little bit informed and then go to the experts, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, so that you know, like, something is not right. Like, my baby is not latching right. Okay, I need to get a lactation consultant. I'm not feeling that great. I need to go to a doctor or go to urgent care or whatever might might be the case. So um, I think it's two very important things. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a great place to, to end that episode. Thanks so much for listening today. Let's go pick up Liam. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for this episode, but make sure you're following the show so you know when the next episode is out. Check out our website, liliesandloafers.com, for cooking and DIY inspiration and more updates from our growing family. Millennial and Pregnant is a Lilies and Loafers original podcast. It's hosted by me, Fatima. And me, Brian. Original music by Purple Planet. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.